0: It's your American Patriot, DJ Drew Shelton. I am the warrior. With insight and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world, we welcome you to the U.S. Patriot Show. Talk radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters, remember you don't have to be Jewish to be with Cindy. And now, coming from our WGBB studios in the tri state area, your Jewish patriot, Cindy Gross.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
2: Hello and welcome to the Jewess Patriot. I am your host, Cindy Gross, today's premier Jewish woman activist, today also proud American Jew, proud of my American heritage and my Jewish heritage, and how We, as American Jews across the country, are celebrating this July 4th weekend and how we can share our July 4th experiences together with everyone around the world. Remember, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy to be a part of this show. And of course, today's show is a very special show. And as many of you know, I open each and every show with my pearls of wisdom this week, being sponsored by the Freshwater Pearl Company because my Yiddish name is Ziesel Pearl, which means sweet pearl. And I have a very sentimental sweet pearl of wisdom today. You know, when I think about July 4th, I think about the word hero. I think that word has been used or misused recently because growing up, I remember... First of all, I remember in school, getting ready for July 4th in June, we were all doing all kinds in elementary school, art projects and writing projects and everything related to summer and July 4th. And I remember before uh, the 200th anniversary in 1976, how everybody in our school was so busy prepping So excited to live through such a historical moment. Well, I looked up in the dictionary the word hero, and this is what I found from the Oxford languages. A person who is admired or idolized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. And in quotes, it says a war hero. And to me, that really is a great definition, a war hero. You're going to meet a lot of war heroes today. People that fought in wars and survived, but never forgot the experience and never forgot the reason they went to war in the first place, their love of America, their pride in the stars and stripes. They love everything that America and democracy stands for. And you're going to learn a lot about it. Because these people range in age and they have, they range in experiences, but yet they have a youthful feeling and mindset and they're proud of what they achieved and what they will continue to achieve. And that is what the American dream really is all about. And you're going to find out about a different kind of hero. CEOs of big companies in the fashion industry that Use their, for lack of a better word, celebrity and public status to uh, help others less fortunate. And to me, that's what America is all about, what it's all about. No doubt about it. We are unique that when anybody else around the world needs help, we are the first country to help them. We are basically a group of people from every kind of place. We are the ultimate melting pot, and we should not forget it on this very special weekend and on every single morning, noon, and night that we walk in the land of the brave and the free. Welcome back to our holiday edition, American Patriots, American heroes, people proud to call themselves American. Joining us now are members of Rock and Roll It Up, and you know them. They are a group, a nonprofit organization that are really a group of veterans, but they Their work today is so much more than just uh, remembering and sharing facts about the history and their work in the various wars. They continue to serve their communities in so many different ways, and we are so honored to have them because without people like the men you're going to meet today, we would ha- we wouldn't have America because America is all about patriotism and helping one another and leading the group is Sid Mandelbaum. Sid, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much, Cindy. And on this holiday, we have so much to be thankful for because I always go back to uh, the reason why we did not want to be under the thumb of England was because of the rights that uh, we felt we, we earned by living in a free country. And the war that we fought was to guarantee those rights
2: uh, ad infinitum forever. Couldn't be said any better. And what I love about your organization and each member, and you're going to be introducing us to several of your patriots, is that they... I've never been with you guys without a conversation about helping somebody, whether or not it's a woman who's struggling from breast cancer, whether or not it's high school teenagers worrying about prom dresses, whether or not it's feeding somebody who can't get food, uh, you name it. Anything that talks about helping one another, you're at the forefront of. And you really do this from your heart. You're not an organization that collects money for six-figuring, you know, salaries for your leadership and get a lot of attention. You really help everyone. So, Sid, tell us a little bit first about Rock and ro- rock, and Roll It Up. Rock and Roll It Up. Rock rock it up. I can't get Rock It Up. Not, sorry. So I'm so excited about it. I can't even say it. it. No.
3: Well, we're excited to have you as our hostess.
2: Okay. Let's, so let's, tell let's us look. about it.
3: So Rock and Wrap It Up is an uh, anti-poverty think tank that started in 1990. And uh, what it does is it assists agencies that are in the front line of fighting hunger and poverty by getting them assets at no cost so they could use their funds for services like uh, guidance and uh, and training. Uh, in many cases, uh, you have uh, people that are going back to work So the money that we save them by giving them free assets allows them to go much further in fighting poverty. And uh, the uh, the veteran farmers market is an offshoot of many of the people that support with food donations uh, the work that we have done. And uh, I I want to introduce everyone who is here. I I want to start with our senior veteran, uh, Dominic Creasy. Dominic is a Korean War veteran and was uh, brought up in the Five Town area. I then want to introduce Barry DeGroote. Barry uh, uh, is uh, from the early 1960s, serving in Vietnam. I want to introduce Brigadier General, retired Pat Alicia. Pat fought in Vietnam and is very active in the American Legion. And I want to introduce Tony Samuels who has been very active in two different branches of the service. Yeah, maybe and the Air Force. And uh, we, we're blessed to have all of them here, and all of them share the passion of helping our fellow veterans.
2: Let's hear a little bit from each one of them, because each one of them is also involved in other organizations that represent veterans and represent uh, patriotism and America at its best. Who would like to go first?
4: I I guess I go first. <laughs> uh I, I was uh my name is Dominic Creasy. I was in Korea in the Army Security Agency, uh, which was the Army version of NASA. Uh we were in a communications compound. There were about sixteen of us in this compound, and we were cleared for top secret, but on a need to know basis. Uh we were like um Black group, we thought, didn't mean a thing. And what we did is we were monitoring the, these North Korean spies in Seoul. Uh, we knew their Morse code and their codes. And we would get these on um, five letter clicks and send them to, Washington, to Japan and then to Washington. We had disks that we do. If we were overrun, which wasn't going to happen, we had to destroy our equipment first. Uh, That was a long, long time ago. But ever since I joined, i was been an American Legion member for about 26 years. But I joined these guys, Rock and Wrap It Up, and Sid and Tony and Barry, Uh, maybe six years ago, thereabouts, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my later life. And I wish I had done it sooner. There's such a bunch of great guys. They helped me individually. I'm 91 years old. They helped me. I work. know
2: you. You don't act. Firstly, you don't look it. You don't act it. And that's a true patriot there, full of life. We don't hear that so much anymore. People are so excited. 90 is the new 60. And you are an example of it. But anyway, I cut you off, so continue so well. on.
4: I don't walk so well, and I don't hear so well. But I still got a little bit up here, and that's important <laughs> to me. Uh, and I love these guys. I really do. I'd like and- to introduce Barry Groot. Barry? Yes, I'm Barry
5: DeGroote. I was a served in Vietnam in 1963 and 64. And uh, since then, I... Uh, retired from the Army, and uh, I worked for Pan American World Airways for 30, 43 years total. And uh, I found this group through the VFW, and uh, it's really a great group. It's, I guess going on two years now that I've been with Sid and the men here. And it's really fantastic serving all the, the people.
2: And you mentioned the VFW. You do a lot of work with that. I know you're involved in a lot of the parades. You do a lot of volunteering with them. Tell us a little bit about that because what I love about your group, and as I said it before in the introduction, everybody is involved in more than one group because you all feel like you feel that service is just in your uh, DNA and in your bones and you have to do it 24 uh, seven.
5: My, my cousin Roy Meserol. Got me started with, he always had a uh, display on top of his car every year for Memorial Day. And then he got to the point where he couldn't do it anymore. And I used to get the display on top of the car. And then I'd drive him around in the parade, in the Inwood Parade and in the Cedarhurst Parade. And we always put the vehicle up on 878 on the overpass for for the weekend for everybody to see the sign for uh, for Memorial Day.
2: So, who is next up? To, to another hero, we're going to meet. Who should I, be next?
3: Alicia, who's your, our mm-hmm. real our co-founder. When I'm not around, Pat does a better job than I do. <laughs> no,
1: that's that's not true. We work together as a team. Uh, <clears throat> I spent uh, three years on active duty, uh, 1969 to 1972 and then 27 years in the New York Army National Guard. I'm currently the commander of Malvern American Legion Post in Malvern, and I've been the past county commander uh, for Nassau County last year. And I'm very proud and honored to be part of this group uh, because I consider all veterans part of my extended family, and whatever we could do individually or collectively to help veterans, I'm all in.
2: And I love that you said that because I w- even though you're all local here, every, every community has veterans and groups like yourself. And I want people to be aware that they have groups like yourself in their community and that if they want to learn the facts about what really happened in a war and meet a veteran, it is available to them. So I'm glad you brought up Nassau, the county, just because this is Nassau County. This is relatable around the country and around the world for anybody who wants to understand the history of the Vietnam War, uh, the Korean War, and the wars you are veterans of. Who is up next?
3: Tony
6: Samuels. Yeah, Yeah. hi. Uh, My name is Tony Samuel from Limbrook. Uh, I served four years active Navy, two years Navy Reserves, and 17 years Air Force Reserves. Uh, retired after 23 years as a master sergeant. And unlike these uh, distinguished gentlemen, and I never served downrange, but the closest I came was sitting off the coast of Lebanon for uh, about 60 days in 85 when the TWA jet was hijacked, mm-hmm. waiting to destroy the airport. Uh, but I uh, also served in uh, the New York City Police Department by Patten and uh, uh, New York City Board of Ed. Oh, New York City Board of Ed, okay. I Which New York was like the police department. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> right, <yeah>. Police <laughs> officer correction. Uh, yeah. Everything I want. Uh, um, and retired from the police department in 2019. Uh, I belonged to the Lindbrook American Legion. Uh, also the Malvern American Legion Auxiliary, once they first started allowing men to join. And uh, been part of Rock and Wrap It Up for at least maybe four or five months, which I learned through my wife, and it is an amazing organization that I'm proud
2: to be part of. Sid, what do you consider the, I mean, you guys do so much, and the array of people working with you each offer so much and so many different uh, areas of help. What do you consider uh, your greatest accomplishment through the organization of Rock and wrap it up.
3: Well, it's the people sitting around this room that we've been able to uh, get volunteers throughout the United States that feel that they can change the world uh, through kindness. And this is all about kindness. It's all about recognizing that you go beyond yourself uh, to see what other people's needs are. And, The key really is that everyone has within them this little kernel, this little seed that can be grown to do this. And I look at everyone as a potential uh, brain that the more brains we have all together, the more we could handle the problems that are out there. And the problems, sadly, have been with us for thousands of years. But the reality is that every generation should make an effort to have a better society for the generation that will come after us. And uh, the things that we do uh, are very much transferable to other places. So a farmer's market here on Long Island in the five towns could easily be done in Westchester. It could be done in Great Neck. It could be done in Hempstead. And we're available one 800 791 uh, food one eight eight seven nine one food. They could call and we could teach them the reasons uh, that they could be successful. And what was not mentioned was a lot of this came. I spoke to Pat three years ago, and we were concerned that many of our senior veterans were going into stores at the at the beginning and then at the height of COVID. And uh, what made sense was that if we could have an outdoor place for people to shop safely, uh, that's something that we would want to try to accomplish. And uh, I believe that we can help people everywhere in your radio uh, world uh, to help feed those that are at risk, especially veterans.
2: Well, I just want to offer the, the show here that if anybody is interested in any other part of the country, and uh, in the tri-state area in particular, you can reach out to me and I will help facilitate uh, getting you in touch with Sid and his group so that you can do some of the projects and work together and build it. Because part of what today is about is about helping one another and supporting one another, regardless of where you live, your age, your income, your religious background. Whatever it is, we are all as one together. And I think that's something really important that comes out of this organization and the, as you hear the friendships and bonds that are made. I have a very, um, important question that I, it's very personal to me as well. And I want, I guess, each one of you to answer it in the best way you can shortly. You know, today's schools don't teach a really strong American history, and they really don't teach much about the wars you fought in. And a lot of um people in their 20s and below never really even had a feeling of war. What do you tell young people today on July 4th and this July 4th weekend about the war you fought in and how important it is to their lives, how they could relate to it? Who would like to start?
3: Let me start on a level that may be a little bit uh, deeper than just the war. Uh, I am here in 2023, 73 years old, young, because my mother was rescued by her sister in 1942 when my mom was 15 and her sister was 18. They were in a town in Poland that uh, a selection was made that uh, my, my aunt, who was 18, saw something was amiss when my mother, her two younger brothers, and their parents were sent to a part of a uh, large yard uh, in the center of town, and her and her older brother were sent to another part of the yard. And my aunt went over to my mother and said, you're coming with me. And uh, my mother didn't want to go because she didn't want to leave. My mother was a very small 15-year-old. Her her 13-year-old brother was as big as she was. But she didn't want to go. And my aunt dragged her. And everyone who had gone uh, with uh, my grandparents and my two uncles, were killed that day. They were gassed in Auschwitz and they were cremated and nothing was left of them uh, after the day of June 8, 1942. My you lucky said, you know
2: that so many people who lost members of their family in the Holocaust don't have any clue whatsoever what happened to their family. At least you have that.
3: Well, thank God for... My aunt and my mother survived the war. Uh she was liberated, she was eighteen in nineteen forty-five. My aunt was twenty-two. Uh they went to a displaced persons camp. They met my uh my father. Uh they married. My mom and dad married at forty-seven, she was just twenty. And God bless America for letting them come to the United States. And this is at a time when all of us were born uh, and did not serve in World War II. But we were all born close enough to the end of World War II to know many veterans that served in World War II. And I am so thankful for D-Day, where the, the continent of Europe was liberated over the next two years and the war ended. But had it not been for D-Day and for America, Australia, England, Canada, uh, parts of South America, sending troops in harm's way, thousands were killed on June 6, 1944. Thousands of 19-year-old boys. And that's why we are so appreciative of the United States, because had that war not been won by the Allies very few of us would be here today so that's my story I'm sticking to it
2: <laughs> and it's a great story about Holocaust survival how your aunt picked your mother and not maybe another sibling is in and of itself a great story that you your family has to be thankful for who else would like to answer that question without a Holocaust tie because not not everybody here uh, is
7: Jewish
1: I, I, I just like to say that. <clears throat> The Vietnam War that I fought in and Barry fought in was not a very popular war. So when we came home, uh, you know, we weren't uh, uh, we, there were no parades, there was no none of the things that to you see today. <clears throat> but what has happened over the years, things have changed. And you talk about how uh, how children learn about war and patriotism, the American Legion. We go into Elementary schools, we go into junior high schools and, and we're invited to make presentations and to answer questions from the children. And I think that's a way of getting them involved. And the, <clears throat> at the same time, the teachers of these kids prepare them a little bit in terms of the lessons before we visit. So the communication is outstanding. And I tell you, it's it's really the highlight of our days when we go into these schools and have the opportunity to talk a little bit about about what we've
3: done and how we've done it and and answer their questions. We're going to actually ask all of us next year when we get the call. The local school here is Woodmere Hewlett Public Schools, and they have three elementary schools that not only welcome us, but they treat us as heroes. Where they sing to us. They write cards to us. They feed they, us. They feed us. They want to that's well, It's a bad work. time
2: someone fed you because you feed everybody else, including me.
3: But it's, uh, it is such a joy to go and see these kids because the adulation that we get, Cindy, is beyond words. And I thank the teachers and faculty and principals of those schools that have made that happen. But so, not so, all schools,
2: I was uh, gonna local. say something Tony go ahead what but were you not gonna
3: all say like that because my local
6: school district is pretty much the opposite when it comes to uh, veterans and patriotism and allowing they don't even allow military recruiters into the school to talk to the kids
2: wow well I know that's very popular and you mentioned Lebanon and very few uh, students today even know where it is or what goes on in the Middle East and don't understand how the Middle East is run uh, so different than the democracy and our, and our constitutional rights here in America. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, what I just said?
6: Well, most, like, most kids, they don't know where Lebanon is, but a lot of them don't even know where Cleveland, Ohio is. Um, because the kids today are not built and they're not trained or they're not educated the way they were of yesteryear. Uh, Kids today, their face is buried in computers and cell phones, but they forget about the world that's around them and what's going on in the world. It's uh, not
2: Photoshopped and it's not pretty enough. That's why.
6: Just like last week. The entire world was focused on a submarine that was lost in the Titanic with a bunch of some billionaires on it and didn't realize the world was going on around them and all the other atrocities, I should say, that was happening in front of their face and they never saw it.
2: And do you know what? I'm starting to see a lot of criticism, even on social media about that, that there was more interest in five billionaires fulfilling this dream rather than... Uh, all the missing children in the United States alone that didn't even get one minute of attention on mainstream media. And that's why I am very happy here at the Jewess Patriot to, uh, support your work and include you guys anytime you want to come on because you are the real heroes. You are the headline news. You are the trendsetters and you are the people that inspire Real Americans every single day.
6: Thank, you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: And before we close, any last thoughts from any of you on this holiday weekend?
3: I would like to have your audience Google the rights that we received after July 4th, 1776. Those rights those freedoms that we have were gotten by those patriots that died in the line of fire and they wanted to have the freedoms that we enjoy today. And, uh, if, if it's going to take Googling, Google and look up the freedoms.
2: If you that- get the right stuff and it's not doctored up and fake news. Okay. <laughs> but, well- uh,
3: That's something that I would love your audience to go and take a look at the freedoms that were purchased by the blood of so many.
2: And we also want our audience to please look up Rock and Wrap It Up. They are an amazing organization. They are grassroots volunteers who are working for every kind of cause. And like you said, they want to help you build a local Rock and Wrap It Up in your community, because we are all together in this. We are all Americans. We are all proud. We are all celebrating with fireworks, with barbecues. But most important, we are celebrating with our Constitution and our history and how we won our freedoms. And you know what's amazing? We are still an ally with our enemy from hundreds of years ago. We are close allies. So that is another lesson to be learned on this weekend, how you can differ and separate, but you can remain allies. True. Okay. Any last thoughts? Yeah, I got one thing. Okay. I would, it would, I would like, especially
6: with the holiday weekend coming up, that if people would think about if New York City, the government of New York City, the state of New York, and the federal government would treat veterans, especially homeless veterans, the way they're treating immigrants coming into the country. With Illegally. 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 And if refugees who don't even qualify as refugees, but they're being allowed into the countries, and the government is spending billions and hundreds of billions of dollars on them when there's homeless veterans and food-deprived veterans right down a block from the hotels they're putting migrants in.
2: Well, that's a beautiful way to talk about it because people that came here originally and throughout history up until recently, I mean, the immigrants of Ellis Island had to go through checks to see they were medically okay and if someone was going to help them settle in. And that's not what's happening now. So Sid, Pat, Dominic, Tony, and Barry, we can't thank you enough here for the service you do every single day and for your patriotism and for your leadership and guidance for our future. Thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot.
8: Thank you. you. you.
3: Happy holidays.
8: I'm Brian Schultz, founder of the Freshwater Pearl Company. I created the company to honor my mom's legacy and her 19-year journey with breast cancer. I watched all the support she needed along her journey, and it was on my heart to find a way to give back and support other women and families experiencing breast cancer as well. Giving back is a big part of what we do. We donate 2% of our gross online sales to support many nonprofit organizations like Dana Farber Cancer Institute, the American Cancer Society, and Runway for Recovery, to name a few. To help support our mission of giving back, please keep the Freshwater Pro Company in mind this month when you need a gift for a friend, family, or loved one. We have many pieces on sale this month and have also curated a number of prepackaged combo sets and gift ideas. We have packages made from our most popular pearl types ranging from Baroque Freshwater Pearls to Coin Pearls, as well as our unique and stylish keshi Pearls for all types of budgets and design. You can shop our combo packages and gift ideas at thefreshwaterpearlcompany.com Thank you for supporting both our mission and our business.
2: To the US Patriot. I am so happy that, uh, I can actually share my hashtag with our next guest and appreciate all the work they do. You don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. This, uh, next segment features Andrea Weiss, who is the president of the board of Delivering Good and Matt Fasiano, who is a CEO. And let me just tell you a little bit about the great work they do. They have probably raised close to $3 billion in giving to uh, new merchandise to people facing poverty and disaster. They just had a very successful Women of Impact Summit, and they have a couple of very big upcoming events this fall that we want to let you know about now. They have partnered in the past with Bethany Frankel's Be Strong, Some of the donors that work with the organization include the Banana Republic, the Children's Place, Ralph Lauren, Michael Kors, and Burlington Stores. Thank you both so much for joining the Jewess Patriot, because what you do in your work in this organization, I am calling you American heroes. So who would like to go first? Andrea, you want to start?
9: Well, Absolutely, Cindy. Well, first off, thanks so much for having you having us on the podcast. Uh, we are delighted to be here. Um, you did a great job of introducing our organization, but I thought it might be helpful for people to know a little bit about the history because many don't know the organization; they've not heard of Delivering Good, um, and that's really something that we're working to rectify. Um, Thirty-eight years ago, members of the New York Fashion and manufacturing, wholesale, and retail uh, organizations joined together with an idea, and it was simply an idea at the time, to be able to take unused product, things that would be excess, and determine a way to do social good with it. And it started aimed at children and families that were facing extraordinary poverty, um, and many children that were in the foster care system. That was where the organization originally started. Today, we're in The top 100 of the United States' charities were number 83, according to the Forbes list, and our mission has really grown. Um, We have been very active for many years in uh, the areas of natural disaster, whenever there is a tornado, a hurricane, flooding, those sort of situations where families lose everything. Delivering good is right there Right after the first responders come through, so right after American Red Cross and those types of organizations stabilize the situation, we come in and help people rebuild their lives. Um, So we're very proud of the work and really delighted that today um, we're working with more than 800 community partners that are the boots on the ground, actually getting it done, um, dealing with real root cause issues that create some of the social problems in our country. So, um, so that's our story. And, um, and hopefully that adds a little bit more context to why some of those great brands you mentioned are so happy to support us.
2: And Matt, tell us a little bit more about your involvement as, uh, the CEO and how, uh, delivering good has changed your life and your involvement with it.
10: Thank you, Cindy. Uh, So it's been my honor to be the CEO for almost a year, coming up on July 5th. Um, And it's an incredible organization doing amazing work and very needed work. When you think that there are probably somewhere around 38 million people in the United States living in poverty, Delivering Good is addressing the everyday real issues and not just... Clothing insecurity, because uh, we know that doesn't exist by itself. There are probably half a million homeless people in this country. 12% of the homes in the United States are food insecure. These are all related things. Uh, and the work that we're doing allows people to make different choices with the, the resources that they have. And Andrea mentioned the network of over 800 community partners that we work with. Uh, Their work addresses every social challenge imaginable. Uh, They work with uh, people experiencing homelessness, workforce reentry, military families trying to make ends meet, and a lot of our work focuses on disaster. Um, We take a nonpartisan approach. We work with community-based organizations, faith-based organizations. You actually referenced our Women of Impact Summit. We had amazing community partners represented there, and they really demonstrated the range of, of work that we do. Um, one group was Fathers Alive in the Hood, uh, working to support fathers staying engaged with their families and their communities, uh, Mitzvah Circle, uh, For Good Community, which does a lot of our, our disaster work. So it's it's really tremendous work. And your question about how it's changed me I think, you know, conceptually, anybody can understand uh, the idea of getting new merchandise uh, into the hands of people who need it. Uh, But I think it's not until you're standing on a line handing out that merchandise and and hearing from people how it will actually change their lives. Um, That's been the most profound experience I've had over the last 12 months.
2: So you both come from very successful corporate fashion backgrounds. Andrea, tell a little bit uh, about your background in the corporate world, in the fashion world, and how, you know, you just didn't, you know, you're very grateful for your success and how it actually impacted your work with delivering good.
9: Well, my fashion career absolutely enabled what I'm doing today. And I'm, um, I'm proud to say that I was a corporate executive for Ann Taylor stores. I worked for Leslie Wexner and of course there learned a great deal about not just managing very uh, large organizations. We, we operated at that time, 10 major brands, you know, brands like Victoria's secret and Abercrombie and Fitch and express and those, those types of companies. Um, but um, from Wexner, um He reinforced the importance of giving back and the importance of supporting uh, the community. So that was where I got my first really significant taste of the responsibility that those that are given opportunity um, owe back to society. Um, And then I started my own consulting business and had the chance to work with retailers all over the world that have been in Europe and uh, in Latin America and uh, recently in the UK and now Australia, so um, so the retail uh, context is what provided my platform to be able to uh, become part of the delivering good circle. And
2: Matt, your corporate and fashion background.
10: I am a lifelong, career-long social justice warrior. I've I've spent uh, twenty of the thirty years of my career in the nonprofit space. Uh, and 10 years with New York City government, including like you being a school teacher in in Queens. Um, That's where I I started my career. Uh,
2: I'm sure your career and my career ended quite differently. (laughs) (laughs) So you do have a big event coming up in November. And all I'm going to say right now is that you will be coming back before. But just to give a little Hint, a little uh, taste in people's mouths about what's coming up, because we're going to be there in person. But you're going to come back closer to the event and share updates. Who would like to share the big event in November?
9: Oh, Matt, go ahead.
10: Yeah, thanks, Andrew, and and thanks, Cindy. I'm I'm so glad you just said you're going to be there. That's fantastic. So it's our big annual gala, November 1st at uh, Cipriani on 42nd Street, uh, and it's really an opportunity for uh, delivering good to show the world the great work that we do um, and for um, us to be able to thank the many stakeholders from our community partners uh, to volunteers, certainly our board members and associate council members. Um, it's really just a, a recognition of, of the tremendous work. And we've been so fortunate in, in gala's past. To have some really, uh, dynamo, uh, presenters like Mike Bloomberg and honorees like Ralph Lauren, uh, Todd Kahn, uh, Steve Sadoff. And, uh, we're going to have a powerful lineup of, of honorees this year. Uh, maybe as, as we come back on the show and get a little bit closer, we'll, we'll excitedly tell your audience who we're going to honor this year.
2: Well, we can't wait. Uh, my audience can find you, I know, on social media. Where can they find out more information about the organization?
10: Yeah, absolutely. Our website is delivering-good.org.
2: And I know you're on Instagram?
10: We are. And where else? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're we're all over social media. You can connect to all that through the website.
2: Well, Andrea and Matt, like I said, this is just the first of many visits. This is exactly what American heroes are all about. They come from everywhere. They help everyone unconditionally when people are in need. Our country was founded on it. It survived and grew to become the world power that we are. And we'll continue with people like you and organizations like Delivering Good. Thank you so much for joining the S Patriot. Thank you, Cindy.
8: Thank you. I'm Brian Schultz, founder of the Freshwater Pro Company. I created the company to honor my mom's legacy and her 19-year journey with breast cancer. I watched all the support she needed along her journey, and it was on my heart to find a way to give back and support other women and families experiencing breast cancer as well. Giving back is a big part of what we do. We donate 2% of our gross online sales to support many nonprofit organizations like Dana Farber Cancer Institute, the American Cancer Society, and Runway for Recovery, to name a few. To help support our mission of giving back, please keep the Freshwater Pearl Company in mind this month when you need a gift for a friend, family, or loved one. We have many pieces on sale this month and have also curated a number of pre-packaged combo sets and gift ideas. We have packages made from our most popular pearl types ranging from Baroque Freshwater Pearls to Coin Pearls, as well as our unique and stylish Keshi Pearls for all types of budgets and design. You can shop our combo packages and gift ideas at thefreshwaterprocompany.com. Thank you for supporting both our mission and our business.
0: Listening to the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. My name Drew Shelton. You're American Patriot DJ. You know how we leave the program each and every week. Always a song of the week. And with Fourth of July upon us, Independence Day here in America on Tuesday, July Fourth, twenty twenty three. Can't believe it's already here. But I want to leave you with this song. It's called Fourth of July. But it's not the usual patriotic song that many people think about. You see, this song was written as a love song to fix a broken couple. Let's just hope that this could be our last pitch to save our broken country. Until next week, love somebody, be kind, and choose joy. See ya.
2: This is Cindy Gross, the Jewish Patriot. I look forward to seeing you next
10: week. Thanks for watching the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcast. See you next time on the Jewish Patriot Show.